You are now listening to the Millennial Travel Podcast with Matt Wilson. What's up, Live Different Podcast listeners? I hope you are enjoying the new season of the Millennial Travel Podcast. And today I'm so excited for the launch of my book, The Millennial Travel Guidebook Escape More, Spend Less, and Make Travel a Priority in Your Life. I know that I am launching this in a time where travel is shut down internationally, and I'm so glad that people are being responsible and trying to uh, stop this pandemic as best we can. And uh, look, I want to put out some inspiration for people. I know that international travel is not going away. I really hope that there is a huge surge in people traveling post-pandemic because we've been so pent up in our houses for so long quarantined. Regardless, I want this book to help people make the positive changes in their lives that I made in my life. And I know so many of you, our listeners, can relate to that. So if you could do me a huge favor I would love if you downloaded this book for just 99 cents on Amazon and left me a review once you check it out. This will help others discover the book. I know this is a crappy time to be releasing a book on travel, but I know that this is going to be something that's going to sell for the long term, and that is going to help people for the long term. This book is not about me. This is not a memoir. Uh, Sure, yeah, there's lots of travel hacks and strategies and tactical stuff, but this book is really about people making changes in their life and setting themselves up for success in the future. We have remote work privileges now. So many of us, so many millennials are fleeing the cities. We're realizing that we can be free. And I hope that this is just a pause to allow ourselves to think deeply about what we really want in life and go forward from there in a more positive manner as better entrepreneurs, as better activists, activists as better advocates for ourselves, our families, and the world around you. So without further ado, please enjoy this episode on, it is actually an audiobook version, uh, the chapter on how to save more money and how to make more money so that you can escape more. Thank you so much. Enjoy. Chapter three, money. Make more, save more. You don't have to be a millionaire to see the world. I always dreamed of seeing the world, but believed that international travel was something only the wealthy could afford. We all know this isn't true, but our limiting beliefs often keep us stuck in thought patterns that hold us back. Once we get past these mental barriers, this book will get pragmatic quickly. We'll briefly look at our thought patterns again, but then get down to brass tacks. This chapter is on how to save money for travel. 
skip ahead if you want to learn how to save money on travel. Chapter 8 and 9 address how to find deals on flights and hotels, but don't get ahead of yourself. Having the proper mindset around money is critical if you want to make travel a sustainable part of your lifestyle. If you were like me, you probably grew up with a very specific set of beliefs on how money should be spent. I was raised with a scarcity mindset, always being told that we needed to save, save, save. My parents were doing the best they could with our middle-class income, but upon deeper investigation, it's easy to see that they inherited this belief system from their parents who grew up in the Great Depression. I think most of us had a grandma who even in the age of unlimited calling, wouldn't talk to us for more than three minutes because she thought it was long distance. Once I started viewing travel as an investment, rather than me blowing my money, I felt much better dedicating funds to this part of my life. My investment paid off in the form of increased happiness and personal growth. So now my entire financial plan revolves around prioritizing travel. As I traveled, my values shifted. I learned to want and need less, which increased my net income even more, thus increasing my travel budget. Ready to do the same? New York to Nicaragua. Just throw it on the curb, I said to the maintenance guy on Wall Street as I dragged my mattress into the freight elevator. I was having my screw New York moment that everyone who's lived there long enough fantasizes about. I realized the cost of scraping by in New York would be enough to travel the world on a budget. Next thing you know, I was dry heaving in the top bunk of a $7 a night Nicaraguan hostel. There are plenty of books on how to see the world on a shoestring budget, but this isn't one of them. This book is about seeing the world on your budget. I've slept in my share of dirty Central American hostels, but wouldn't recommend it for everyone. Under 30 experiences trips aren't designed on a shoestring budget, and I'd rather give you strategies to see the world at a comfort level that's right for you. Catching some exotic flu in a hostel dorm with no air conditioning isn't anyone's idea of fun. Everyone's travel budget should have a little emergency fund if they need it. I was so enamored with the idea that I could stay on the beach in San Juan del Sur for just seven bucks, I didn't consider I might spend the night puking on the drunk guy below me. Looking back, my scarcity mindset plagued me that night. But heck, I paid off my student debt while traveling the world. It all depends on your priorities and what you value at this point in your life. Action item, observing your money mindset. Do you believe you deserve to travel? What are your beliefs around money? Where did these thoughts come from? 
sit quietly and write down everything that pops up. If you grew up hearing, we can't afford it. This will be one of the first things you'll hear. Label each belief with where you learned it. Most likely, you'll put your parents' names next to these beliefs, but try your best not to blame them. They were doing their best with the resources they had at the time. We each need to take personal responsibility for our own psyche. Unlearning habits and behaviors that hold us back and replacing them with empowering ones is incredibly liberating. You may need to repeat this exercise many times and work to let go of the guilt that comes with spending money on yourself. I continually had to practice this exercise and it took a lot of work to let go of those emotions. Small examples like my mom hiding the cookies when the neighborhood kids came over so they wouldn't eat them taught me that we didn't have enough. It wasn't her fault. She grew up with parents who lived through the Great Depression. Be kind to yourself and those who taught you these learned behaviors. You can learn to be generous by simply realizing your thought patterns aren't really you. How to set up your financial life for travel. There are two ways to increase the amount of money you have. Either cut expenses or make more money. It's easiest to start with the low-hanging fruit and cut expenses. As we cut expenses, let's be careful not to come from a scarcity mindset, but one that makes you feel empowered by reprioritizing what you spend your money on. Our goal is to feel abundance, not lack. 12 cost-cutting strategies to save money for travel. Do an audit of your checking account and credit card statement and examine every recurring monthly expense. Ask yourself if you really need those subscriptions. Trade Netflix for a public library card. Many libraries have apps where you download audiobooks, ebooks, and movies online completely free. Trade booze and coffee out for drinking in. Invite friends to your home instead of meeting them out to avoid the markup on alcohol and fancy lattes. Pack your lunch or try a meal delivery service rather than frequenting restaurants. Services that send you the exact ingredients to prepare meals can be less expensive than buying the individual ingredients from the grocery store. Take advantage of their free trials. Cut your housing costs. Take in a roommate, move in with your parents, or find a cheaper place. Do you really need to live in an expensive city center in a place like New York or San Francisco? If not, move to where the cost of living is cheaper. Pro tip, consider how much transportation to the airport will cost you if you'll be traveling a lot. Living outside the city near the airport is often very economical. Don't buy a house. 
Millennial trends say we'd rather keep renting and traveling than hand over a huge down payment and go into mortgage debt. I'm a big fan of renting an inexpensive place and keeping my options open. As real estate guru Grant Cardone says, rent where you live and rent what you own. Cut transportation costs. The first thing I did when I moved to Austin was buy a bike. This kept me from doing something dumb, like buying a car or taking too many ride shares. Electric scooters and other forms of micro-transportation are everywhere now. Spend less on clothes. Vintage shopping is in style, so why not make like Macklemore and go thrift shopping? Refinance or rethink your monthly payments. Search sites like NerdWallet for advice on refinancing your car, mortgage, or student debt. Look to switch your cell phone plan, bundle your cable and internet, or better yet, cut it. Lower your energy bill and be eco-friendly. Saving the planet often saves you money. Using a clothesline instead of a dryer, a fan instead of air conditioning, or a sweater instead of a heater goes a long way. Your utility company may offer free energy audits, so take advantage. Follow sales. In the old days, coupon clippers, as they used to be called, waited for the newspaper to see which retailers were offering the best deals before they went shopping. Now comparison shopping online, signing up for your favorite e-tailers newsletters, and waiting for annual sales before making purchases are great ways to save money. Never be in a hurry to buy. When you allow yourself the time, shopping around will get you the best deal. I know it's easier to just hit buy now on Amazon, but be patient shop around, and don't have things express ship to you. Budgets are boring. Every personal finance expert I've interviewed on the Live Different podcast has recommended using some type of budgeting app, such as Mint, NerdWallet, or You Need a Budget. Budgets might sound boring, but just like every other action item I've given you, it's for your own good. Sometimes you need to swallow a little humble pie as I did in my Nicaraguan hostel days. I'm a fan of the 50-30-20 budget approach, where 50% of your income goes to necessities, 30% goes to wants, and 20% goes to savings. I know you need to travel, and you are saving for travel, but we're going to classify travel as a want. After using the above strategies to reduce your monthly spending, be sure to put money away in savings for emergencies and retirement. Then, with what is left over, travel to your heart's content. Having trouble controlling yourself? Consider automating your savings and automatically transferring money each month to your savings account. It's a great idea to open a savings account just for your travel. 
online banks have lower overhead and higher interest. Banks like Chime can be set up to automatically transfer part of your paycheck into savings. Bank of America will round up each purchase and put your change into your savings account. The easier it is for you to save, the more likely you'll do it. If your savings account is looking pretty, then when travel deals come around, you can be prepared to pull the trigger. It's painful to see an amazing deal and have to pass because you don't have the money. Or worse yet, put it on your credit card and pay 20% interest. Travel hackers, just like savvy investors, will have money ready when an opportunity arises. Try telling Warren Buffett that having savings for when a good deal comes along is boring. Finally, if all this talk of penny pinching is driving you crazy, consider Tony Robbins' concept called Save More Tomorrow from his personal finance book, Unshakable. Promise yourself when you start earning more money, instead of increasing your needs, living in a nicer place, and driving a nicer car, you save the majority of that money. Promise yourself today you'll save more tomorrow. Go rogue. Ella necesita pipi. She needs to pee, I pleaded to Giovanni, the Costa Rican landlord. I was about to rent the cheapest apartment of my life, and I was insisting that the landlord install a toilet seat or the $300 a month deal was off. No way my female roommate was going to hover. Bang, bang, bang. Yeah, we rented it. And there was Giovanni again, knocking on our door at 7 a.m. because we weren't allowed to run the air conditioning during the day. Couldn't he have waited to rouse us until 8 a.m.? Sammy, as we endearingly nicknamed our little air conditioner, barely ran anyway. The window is only open to crack. The nasty sheets from the last tenant were now in the corner of the room where I rested my surfboard. And no, the stove didn't work. Would I change anything? Not at all. I look back on the days in that crappy little place as some of the fondest memories of my life. Would I recommend it to you? Probably not. There is a lot to be said about adopting a yogi mentality, putting yourself through some suffering, and reducing your needs to a bare minimum. I live there. I prove to myself I can live under any conditions and be happy as hell. If you are looking to see a new part of the world, pay off your student loans, and reinvest everything else back into your business, Going rogue is not a bad idea. Adopting minimalism is a fantastic practice if you are considering packing up your stuff and hitting the road. It's a lot cheaper to build a business from paradise than it is from Silicon Valley. Listo. 12 ways to make more money now. Ask for a raise. You don't get what you don't ask for, so why not bring up the topic with your boss? 
As an employer, I respect people who have the courage to ask for what they believe they deserve. Be careful how you time your ask, however, because later in this book, we'll be asking your boss for more time off. Join the gig economy. There has never been a better time to fire up that side hustle and become part of the 50 million Americans engaged in part-time work that supplements their income. Here are a few. Drive for Lyft or Uber. If you need short-term cash, this is a great way to put some money in your pocket. Just be sure to do the math and calculate your costs of insurance, gas, and vehicle expenses. Airbnb. This is the perfect example of a side hustle that could even be defined as passive income. Being a great host takes a little work, but renting out a spare bedroom or apartment is a great way to earn money. Set up your home so you can rent it when you are gone. I have friends who rent out their primary residence on Airbnb, and when they have guests, they go camping, stay with their parents, or rent a cheap hotel room. This is an especially common hustle for people with huge vacation homes. They enjoy them when they aren't booked. Rent your car. I recently rented a Mercedes-Benz SLK convertible on the island of Oahu from a local. She made a quick $100 for doing almost nothing. Sounds like a great way to subsidize your cost of your vehicle, especially if you are traveling. You can find apps like this in our resources section, millennialtravelguidebook.com. Rent everything else you own. There are online marketplaces where you can rent everything from your camera to video game console to parking spot. Why let your stuff sit around when it could be out making money for you? Dog walking, babysitting, and housekeeping. If you babysat part-time as a teenager, you can probably do it now on an app. Keep an eye out for jobs that don't take much mental energy and give you the opportunity to work on other things on company time. When I was 22, I worked part-time at a hotel on Sunday mornings where all I was asked to do was smile and collect people's room keys. With my boss's blessing, I worked on my own projects the rest of the time from my laptop. Delivery. Whether you deliver groceries, takeout, laundry, or packages for Amazon, there are a lot of gigs that let you control your own schedule. Delivering newspapers may have gone out of style, but on-demand task apps are growing exponentially. Put your hard skills to work. Are you a handyman, mechanic, tech whiz, or otherwise able-bodied individual? On-demand help for movers, personal trainers, massage therapists, chefs, and hairstylists are becoming more and more popular. Become a virtual assistant. If you have skills behind the computer, why not make extra money on sites like Fiverr, Upwork, or Elance? Hannah, my virtual assistant, travels all over the world while working from her laptop. 
more on freelancing later in this chapter. Flip it. Why not resell stuff online like social media legend Gary Vaynerchuk? One of my closest friends has been buying antique photographs and selling them at a profit on eBay since he was 10 years old. It gives him the money to live life on his own terms and travel whenever he wants. Sell your stuff. What good is all that junk in your closet doing anyway? Of course, you can sell your car or house, but what about overlooked possessions like clothes? As the dress rental website Rent the Runway encourages, have a smaller clothing footprint. Should I start a business? This chapter is about saving and making money, so I want to let you in on a little secret. Starting a business often ends up costing you money. Yes, money put towards a new business is an investment, but the goal of the Millennial Travel Guidebook is to get you traveling as quickly and sustainably as possible. Starting a business could easily suck up all your travel funds. I certainly didn't make money when I first started my business. Becoming profitable takes time. I've already mentioned that I was able to reduce my living expenses by going abroad through a concept digital nomads call arbitrage. I make an income in a strong currency and do my best to spend money where things are less expensive. But to be clear, when I first went abroad, I already had a business that paid me a salary. When Jared and I co-founded our first business, under30ceo.com, we had no money to travel. We were college graduates without real jobs and on a heavy diet of ramen noodles living with our parents. If you have money saved up and or a side income doing remote work, then I highly suggest going somewhere with a low cost of living and strong Wi-Fi. Places like Chiang Mai, Thailand, and Medellin, Colombia are hotbeds for people joining the location-independent movement. Finally, it's worth mentioning that I'm not a big fan of starting a physical business abroad. I can't tell you how many people I've seen fall in love with a place like Costa Rica in peak season, buy a business, and then realize they are stuck there. If the business isn't profitable, you are trapped in a foreign country with no money, usually without the ability to get a normal job. For the purposes of most millennials, I recommend starting a business that is completely location independent. You can listen to the pitfalls many enterprising gringos make in my interview with John Muller, episode number 135 of the Live Different podcast. Freelancing. Freelancing or negotiating remote work with your current employer is a great idea if you're looking to set yourself up for a life of travel. I have a friend, John Schnett, who renegotiated his employment agreement to become an independent contractor where he was free to move to Hawaii. Again, because our goal is to help you make more money in this chapter. Let's focus on moonlighting 
or your side hustle. Renegotiating your contract with your employer to work remotely won't necessarily make you more money. Don't quit your job just yet, but start looking for work on the side that can begin to sustain you. Eight things to know to make money as a freelancer. Start with a savings cushion. It's important to understand that freelance gigs come and go. Don't expect a steady paycheck. Keep in mind, you'll also need to spend time marketing yourself and writing proposals that are not billable hours. Freelancers must learn to balance looking for work and doing the work. Invest in equipment. Whether you are a photographer, accountant, or anything in between, it's important to think about the investment in equipment, from cameras to computers to software. You should also consider renting the equipment each time you pick up a job. Have a good place to work. Take it from me, working from a dark apartment in Chinatown gets depressing. I'm writing in Bali right now, where I sprung for the $22 a night apartment with a nice workspace and 20 megabyte internet instead of the $14 a night homestay. Budget for co-working spaces or cups of coffee to keep your internet running. Know your tax implications. Being self-employed as a US citizen means different tax implications. If your previous employer withheld taxes from your paycheck, you might be in for a surprise when Uncle Sam asks you for a big check at the end of the year. Be sure to learn what travel you can write off as a business expense. Start with your network. Your best source of income will be from people who already know and trust you. Who can use your part-time help? Start scrolling your LinkedIn contacts and utilizing your contact list. Be ready to send proposals. When Jared and I were starting under30ceo.com, we needed to pay the bills. So every day I'd reply to Craigslist postings from people who needed social media help. I wrote proposals to impressive potential clients I found on Craigslist, including the original founders of Spartan Race. Monitor freelance sites. Sites like Craigslist, Upwork, Elance, Fiverr, and 99designs are great places for virtual assistants, marketers, writers, web designers, graphic designers, and Excel whizzes to look for work. Start small by completing work at low wages to build your portfolio. Remember, you are competing with people from India, the Philippines, and Eastern Europe who have a much lower cost of living. If you were lucky enough to be a native English speaker from a developed country, use this to establish trust with your new clients. Set expectations. Life as a freelancer means balancing work, personal life, and travel carefully. If you are going to be backpacking through Europe while taking on projects, be transparent in your ability to communicate and complete 
tasks. Your clients will respect your honesty and be appreciative when you deliver items as you say you will. Finally, you might be thinking, damn it, I don't have any marketable skills. If this is the case, you might want to start moonlighting by taking courses on web design, social media marketing, yoga, bartending, or permaculture. Maybe you want to get a part-time job at a hotel in your home to build your resume to work abroad. If you want to get by long-term in paradise, it's time to start getting creative. In the meantime, be sure to do the action items above so you can work with the resources you currently have. I know your dream might be to quit your job and move to paradise, but let's start with getting you out of the country for a week or two. Millennial Travel Podcast listeners, did you enjoy that episode, which was chapter three from my new book on Audible, the Millennial Travel Guidebook, Escape More, Spend Less, and Make Travel a Priority in Your Life. If you liked it, I would love for you to go on Amazon and download that because there is a lot more where that came from. I would be so grateful if you checked it out, spread the word, rated and reviewed it, and helped other people make positive changes in their life when it comes to travel and living the life of their dreams. Thank you so much.